from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Panthers are moving to their second round of interviews for coaches. It's like a, it's a callback, right? It's, it's uh, for the... Sometimes my, my 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 brain jumps to references that just probably aren't referenced a ton on sports radio. Okay. Uh, this is, again, the call the Hollywood week on American Idol from back in the day. Oh. Right? You got the golden ticket. We want to see you again, says Simon Cowell and Paula. Uh, it means something. The, the Panthers cast a wide net, right? They interviewed a bunch of, of coaches, and that's not even too – like I assume there were some that they asked to interview that chose not to, right? There, there's our maybe a Belichick, maybe a Harbaugh, maybe they're like, hey, you know what? We got other options that we like better. We're not gonna, we're not gonna mess around because you know they know what they're looking for. Um, they're interviewing a bunch, or they interviewed a bunch in that first round. Now we're starting to see who's in the second round, right? Tree shaking eliminations have taken place before we even get to the names being interviewed second. Mm-hmm. There is one element of this search that baffles me beyond all belief. Dan Morgan. He is involved in both. He is involved in – he has had two interviews to be the Panthers' GM. He's He was their, uh, an assistant in their front office under Scott Fitter. Uh, he's had two GM interviews. He's also been sitting in on the interviews for head coaches as part of the interviewer rather than the interviewee. So he is an interviewee for GM. He is an interviewer for for head coach. That makes no sense to me. That is a blatant conflict of interest. He is auditioning to be the GM while interviewing head coaches. Right? If I'm interviewing to be the GM, any interaction I have with David Tepper, I'm worried about how I look. Right? I don't want to be interviewing coaches with somebody in there that's also auditioning. Now we're getting we're getting the the point made, uh, wrong, right? Is Morgan looking to make himself look good, or is he looking to figure out the best coach? I was about to say, is him interviewing part of his audition? Air quote. It, it, it has to be. Or there's part no of his way. Interview there's or? no way to se- separate it. So what is he doing? He's out there going like. This question will make me look like a genius. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's an interesting and very hard to come up with question. Rather than saying, "Hey." Tell me about yourself, right? Like, explain to me what this play. Tell me about your offense. Tell me about your defense. Whatever it is. What do you think of head, our roster? Yeah, the head coaching candidates. Yeah. Can you imagine that? How, how have I done putting together this <laughs> roster? Right. What flaws do you think need to be fixed? So that right there muddies the waters, right? It's not crystal clear. Or how about this? What if he knows he and a coach get along, right? They've got a relationship from the past. They know the same people. They got a friend of a friend that's like, hey, you guys would love each other. He's going to try to make that guy look better in the head coaching interviews because then it's like, perfect, we already vibe. I'll be the GM, he'll be the coach. And then if there's someone who he doesn't know or, crazy enough, doesn't like or knows doesn't like him, he's going to be out there sabotaging him. Right? Some of the questions, uh, an interview with somebody that he likes. Hey, tell us, uh, tell us about your offense. What's the goal? Give us the, the strategy. Question for somebody he doesn't like. Oh, we're big in analytics here off the top of your head. What's the square root of 97? Oh, I'm sorry, you took too long. All right, make a note of that, everybody. Slow math. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's brutal. 
So I'm seeing some of the names that are being uh, – now we'll jump to who's actually getting a second interview. Uh, Evero, their defensive coordinator from this past year. I think that's a little window dressing. I think they're still trying to keep him in the mix for defensive coordinator next year. Although he is getting he's getting a head coach interview with uh with the Titans, so so maybe not. Uh Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales getting the the call back. Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris getting the call back, and Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan getting the call back. These all according to uh, different reports, but most of them from NFL Network sources. Do you know what's the the thing that stands out most? What's that? No Bobby Slowick. No Ben Johnson. Now Ben Johnson can't yet because <laughs> his team's still playing. So so you know if the moment the Lions are either eliminated or playing the Super Bowl, then Ben Johnson is interviewed. That's that's fine. Bobby Slowick needs to get in there for a second interview, unless he was a complete catastrophe in his Zoom interview. Mm-hmm. If they asked him like, "What do you think of our quarterbacks?" and he said, "Oh, I'm a big fan of Cam Newton," like unless that is the, the Hey, what do you think about our defense? Well, you know, with Keekley, you're always you always have a, have a a baseline of pretty good defense. Well, with you, Dan, you're you're a stud. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. I, I watched your tape. Oh, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Ron Rivera. I think you know we can keep him around in some kind of an advisor role. It's like, yeah. what is going on here? Hey, Sean McDermott, great. Uh, <laughs> unless he like you botched it like that, slow it has to be there. Now they may not just have scheduled it yet, or he might be slow I mean, playing. He literally, it just in, played this yep. weekend. Yep, very true. So did Bucks offensive coordinator Dave Canales. Good. Point. Uh, so just throwing that out there. Here's how I look at it. Right, I'm gonna break these up. Evero, I think, is mostly they want to keep him in the mix for a defensive coordinator opening if the next head coach likes him. I hope only if the next coach likes him. Uh, Callahan, I think, is uh, you know the 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 safety school you apply for coming out of high school, right? Mm-hmm. You apply for the Ivy Leagues, then you apply for one that has like a 95% acceptance rate, just <laughs> so you know you're going to college. Uh, I think that's Callahan, right? I don't think he's getting a lot of buzz elsewhere. Uh, Raheem Morris is the safe pick. He's a culture. He He's he's a, a like a brand guy. He's been around. You know you're going to get some level of professionalism. And that one actually intrigues me a bit because Thomas Brown worked on the mm-hmm. same staff in L.A. with the Rams under Sean McVay when Raheem Morris was there. So I'm wondering if you bring in Morris, do you keep Thomas Brown as your offensive coordinator and then let him actually install his own offense, not coach Frank Reich's? Dave That's what K- happened this yep. past year? No, I, I agree with that. And and Thomas Brown is getting getting interviews, and, and, and he's well thought of in the league despite what happened this past year. Uh, and Dave Canales is a confusing one to me too because I didn't see I didn't see the Bucks offense as that innovative this year. I think it's it's always impressive when you get Baker to look good. Um, but uh, that one's confusing and might be a little spy move where it's like, let's learn as much as we can yeah. about someone in the division. It's also, here's the offensive playbook. All right, Mike <laughs> Evans, you run deep on a post route. Baker, throw it. Yeah, Chris Godwin, be somewhere else open if he needs you. That's the offense. Um, And it worked. Overall, I think those names, this is how I'm describing it. I think this is, this better be, is a better way to put it. This better be. The Panthers just staying busy because they have the free time, right? Maybe Slowick said, give me a couple days, right? Maybe Ben Johnson is still coaching the Detroit Lions and can't interview with you <laughs> until uh, at least uh, after the, the conference championship game. And if you're the Panthers, don't just sit around and you know sit on your hands and twiddle your thumbs, right? Don't just waste time. Don't break out a Sudoku. If those guys are making us wait, might as well talk to some of these others mm-hmm. as, as as backup plans. I hope that's what it is. I don't want to call them time wasters, but time killers maybe. It's like, hey, 
let's talk to somebody, right? Maybe they're going to answer it, or maybe we'll learn something that we want to know for when we interview the, the better candidates. But to me, my top three uh, are, are simple. Johnson, Slowick, Mike Vrabel. Doesn't like Vrabel's an option. Doesn't like they're interested in him. Uh, next up, I think Raheem Morris, out of the guys they're talking to, would be the next place to go. But we'll see. It's getting I, more serious. I, it is definitely getting more serious. Second date. Hey, second dates are important. That's where you start asking the real question. <laughs> yeah. It's no longer, what do you do? It's like, are you happy with your career? Yeah. What Ooh. are you looking forward to most this You see yourself season? staying in this area for a long time. At Wake Med My Care 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. Canes, you don't want us to, to tell you you need to get a new goalie? Don't lose 5-2 to the Wild on Sunday. Uh, the Canes had a bad game against the Wild. Let's, let's just call it what it is. It was a weird game. It was a game where, where it was not all Auntie Ranta's fault. right? I think that's important to point out. Um, that does not... Because it wasn't all his fault, that does not change my stance on the Canes needing to make a move for a goalie. Uh, Last week I said it a bunch of times, I would love an established goalie in the trade market for the Canes. And the fact that Ronta was like not the biggest glaring issue with the Canes and a a 5-2 loss doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, wow, well, he wasn't the biggest glaring issue, never mind. It's it's still, still where it stands. The Canes played a wildly frustrating game on Sunday. Wildly frustrating. They outshot. They had way more high leverage chances. They they had some really good players put in some really good situations uh, where they probably should have found the back of the net a bunch more times, and they just didn't. They couldn't score. Couldn't finish. And and the goalie doesn't solve that, right? It doesn't matter if, if you put – like the best goalie in the league between the pipes, he's not going to go down there and score three goals for you, right? He's not going to go down there and be like, Jarvis, here's what you need to do to score. That's just not how it's going to work. But in a weird way, that game did show why the goalie is so darn important for the Canes. Gustafson made a ton of saves. He made a ton of saves. And he had a high save percentage, and he made some really, like, He's being asked to do a lot saves. They weren't all hitting him in the, the chest protector, you know? Like, they, they weren't all uh, half-hearted efforts. There were a lot of good efforts by the Canes that Gustafson turned away. So let me ask you this. When is the last time the Canes gave up way, way, way more high-leverage chances and won the game anyway because the goalie was making plays? 
That's why you want the goal. That's why you want to improve in goal. That's why I'm calling for a move. How many times are we going to sit here and and proudly say like Ronta was solid? Like are are we conditioned to just think solid is good enough? Occasionally, I want the team to not play well, be kept in it by the goalie, and win a game. Because even the Wild, who by the way are not like they're no. Nothing to write home about, right? The 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 Wild, the reason why I was saying Marc-Andre Fleury would be available is because you don't expect the Wild to be contending for anything. Even the Wild can win a game against a much better team when the goalie shows up and has himself a day. That is the value of the goalie. And Kochekov has that ability, and he's done it a few times, don't get me wrong, but, but heck, you want two of them, don't you? You need two of them. <laughs> so, so... Like, I'm not looking at that 5-2 game and saying, like, it's all on Ronta. I don't think getting a goalie is going to solve everything. But there are days when it might, right? I, I love this roster top to bottom, especially, you know, and, and knock on wood, uh, you hope Svetch isn't, isn't anything serious. The upper body injury kind of surprised me a little bit, didn't play on Sunday. Um, but at the same time, I can love that roster – from from top to bottom as far as skaters go, right, forwards and, and, and defensemen. I can, I can love the roster and still recognize there's going to be days where they need to be bailed out by the goalie. The best teams in, in the league occasionally need to be bailed out by their goalie, right? It's You know, great baseball teams occasionally need to win 2-1, even if you have the 1927 Yankees uh, lineup. Like, occasionally it's just going to, you know, Hard hit balls are going to find the shortstop. Like occasionally, you're going to have a ton of high leverage chances to score the puck, and they're not going to do it. And that's where a goalie can stand on his head for a little bit and and still come away with a win. I don't want this team, and I trust them. Like like I don't want this team to get to a, a playoff series and run into a hot goaltender and and. Darn, that's the end of it. How about you You fight back? Hot goaltender with a hot goaltender. See what happens. That's why the Marc-Andre Fleury's, and there's a bunch of other options, right? You watch any of these hockey shows, they're going to name three or four different goalies that might be available. I just tend to like Marc-Andre Fleury because he has three rings to to, to show for it. And yeah. I, I like that kind of pedigree coming to a team that's been knocking on the door of that for a while and hasn't gotten there. It's part of the reason why I, you know, enjoyed the Dmitry Orlov signing. It's like, all right, he comes with at least some cup experience. Mm-hmm. He's got one. So I'm I'm looking at this team and saying, go all in. Go all in. It, it, you know, every loss, this is this is my overall point, because I'm seeing some of this on, on social media. Every loss that isn't squarely on the goaltender's shoulders is not a, a reason why you shouldn't trade for a goalie. Right, it's not like well that one wasn't the goalie's fault, so we're good. It's like well that one wasn't the goalie's fault. Should still probably look to upgrade a goalie. Yeah, independent of that s- statement, you should still probably look to upgrade a goalie. It's like yeah, you're, you're, we're talking about making sure that they're set for playoffs, not just the one game that happened yesterday or one game that happened on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And and it's like okay, if there's going to be losses that aren't on the goalie, you better darn sure make sense make sure that there aren't losses that are on the goalie mm-hmm. because because you know some you're not going to be able to prevent so you better prevent the ones that you can and and with Freddie's situation Freddie Anderson obviously him coming back would solve a ton right him coming back would solve a lot 
but I'm not ready to bank the entire season on him coming back from a blood clotting issue when those things, I assume, are extremely unpredictable. He hasn't even started skating yet. If it were an ankle injury, we would kind of have, you know, a billion examples of ankle injuries and how long it takes to come back. The blood clotting issue, we just, uh, at least from from a like a fan's perspective, we don't have the thousands and thousands of examples to lean on, right? I mean, you, you know, every uh, every insider like it loves to say, you know, I'm not a doctor, but a high ankle sprain is usually four to six weeks. <laughs> you don't have to be a doctor because we've seen 900 high ankle sprains, right? If he really comes back or if he plays a position where he doesn't need to to cut on it very often, maybe three weeks. I'm not sure that exists for blood clotting issues. So, you know, a team that that's window is very much open right now. I just think they need to make a move. There's a lot of guys on expiring contracts after this year. A lot of guys that have been a big part of what you've been building, what you built. I don't think you want to waste that by, by not going all in this year or getting caught, you know, for lack of a better term, asleep at the wheel when it comes to goalies. I don't think, but Spencer Martin's going to get a start later this, hey, this he, week. He might start Thursday at home. Which, I mean, that right there, like Spencer Martin was picked up what three, four days ago. Yeah, he Friday. Could, he could start on Thursday. Like you know, Walt Ruff, the team reporter, is putting out tweets about how impressed he was that they were able to get uh, his his mask repainted in time to sit <laughs> on the bench. And I'm going like that guy's going to start a game likely unless Kochekov can can really pull off something and, and be back on Thursday. If that's not a, a blinking neon sign saying hey, you might want to work on your goalie situation, I don't know what is. I don't know what what that is. So. You can say, hey, that game wasn't all on Ranta, while still saying, hey, you should explore ways to improve on Ranta. At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. 